Welcome to Goalie Field, the Premier League podcast of the Play Call Network. I'm one of your hosts, Will Muckian, and along with host at large Connor Hardy and a few guests here and there, we'll be bringing your English soccer news in bi-weekly stints. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to a little bit of a different episode. Um, today we're going to be doing a few different live reactions. This episode's posting a little late, actually. I had some computer troubles, uh, my battery basically blew up, and I had to get my Mac fixed. Uh, yes, I have a Mac. Um, and so it caused a bit of a, a delay. Uh, so the things you're about to hear were recorded immediately after two events. The first one is me talking solo after Brighton were smashed by Bournemouth 5-0, Bournemouth's best away victory in the Premier League. Um, the second is me on a phone call with Connor, um, recording the audio as best we could. Uh, it's a bit difficult given our current situation, um, especially since his computer at that time that we were recording was not functioning, and so it made everything a little bit more difficult. So the audio quality will not be the best on that. I just want to give you like some forewarning before you jump into that, and it sounds a little different or a lot different. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be doing some live reacts. Um, I'm recording this section, this kind of forward, before we record another live segment, which I won't reveal. Um, but just keep in mind, there will be two episodes coming out pretty close together, back to back. So listen to this one first, and listen to the more recent one afterwards, because that's how chronology works, as I'm sure you guys all know. So I'm going to drop out right here, and enjoy the rest of the show. All right. All right. I just recorded a podcast episode today. Uh, boy. Just recorded finished the recording uploaded this is uh still april 13th if you're if you're riding on like i don't know if you just listened to the last episode then you know that i was halfway through the brighton bournemouth game score was one nil at half i I figured i'd (laughs) i figured i'd record live to like capture some of the energy I have right now and I'm trying not to like yell into the microphone or anything like that because I don't want to like fry people's ears that are listening to this 5-0 5-0 away Bournemouth a team that can't win away Bournemouth a team that dropped dropped games to uh, to Burnley to to Leicester I mean Bournemouth, a team that is deep in the struggle zone, came out against Brighton in a game not desperately needing to win, but a win that would have made their position a lot more comfortable. They came out, they got their first goal with Dan Gosling, and I thought, wow, we're really lucky Dan Gosling is playing like a real midfielder today. That's a gift in and of itself, right? 1-0 into the break. Sounds good to me. A win's a win. Three points are three points. Just hope they don't hope they don't come back. That would be a real that would really ruin my ruin my weekend. Five nil victory. Gosling gets his goal. Fraser gets his goal. Wilson gets his goal. Brooks gets his goal. Stanislas subs on for Wilson. In the ninetieth minute. Gets his goal. Good grief. This is... 
this is the roller coaster of, of, of being a Bournemouth fan. When it goes right, it goes right. 4-0 against Chelsea. I feel not as excited as I did for that, but still, a clean sheet. We know how rare that is with this team. Wilson, two assists. Fraser, two assists. Brooks, an assist. Five different goal scorers. This doesn't even feel real. And yes, you could be saying, well, this is a late-season game with inconsequential results for, for really the standings anywhere within the league. And you'd be right. And nonetheless, it feels that good. It feels that special. Because sometimes Bournemouth just puts it together. I spent the last, I don't know how many minutes of the podcast episode I just recorded, 10 minutes maybe, lambasting the roster construction, ripping apart all the things that this team can't do. And they come out with this. They come out with a 5-0 showing. I talked about the Bournemouth curse. That every time I talk poorly about this team, or I talk poorly about their competition, the team I talk poorly about comes out and plays. And it was somehow some error of mine to forget that talking bad about Bournemouth would give me this result. I don't know what to tell you. It feels like concrete proof. I'm talking trash. I'm talking trash. I record the podcast. I publish the podcast at the end of the half. What happens? Four goals in one half. I don't, I don't even know what to tell you. This feels like an open and shut case. Somehow this podcast, somehow this podcast has power. I don't know what it is. Start calling in. Start making requests. We'll see how far the influence goes, how far the power can spread. I'm I'm in awe, legitimately. This is so wild. Now I'm thinking about FIFA. Wilson better get an inform. That beautiful man, he deserves it. Oh, captain, my captain. Steve Cook back in the lineup. I thought that would be cause for concern. Us playing three at the back? Certainly thought that would be a problem. No, sir. In Eddie Howe, we trust. Managerial genius, that beautiful little British man. That little Ewok. Ryan Fraser, Wee Man, the Scottish gonk droid. I got Star Wars on the brain, I got soccer on the brain. This is just stream of consciousness recording right now, uh, and, and I'm sure you can tell, but I'm just. This is unreal. I love this. I love this. I'm gonna ride this victory for the rest of the year. Let's go. All right, I'll just, I'm probably just going to pop this into whatever podcast episode I record next. Oh, man. It's a great time to be alive. Up the cherries, baby. Let's ride it. All right, see you when I see you. All right, so that was my live reaction to the Born with Brighton game. Hopefully everything there was cohesive. Uh, I did leave it untouched, partly just because I wanted to keep the natural kind of raw honest version of what it was and partly because uh as i am publishing two podcast episodes today i wanted to get through all of this as fast as i could just full disclosure um so what you're about to hear next is the 
Skype call between Connor and I. Um, the audio on my end should be fine. The audio on Connor's, you will notice, is kind of like he's talking to you guys through a telephone. Uh, so hopefully it's still understandable. Um, for me, I didn't really have a problem with it, but again, I'm a little more familiar with him than he than you guys are. So um, enjoy. And I am here now with our former host is host at large is I think the way I colloquially refer to you on here now. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like former host. That sounds sounds like a died. Yeah, well, moving to Indiana might be a fate worse than death. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we don't know. So we we're, don't know. we're for various technical difficulty reasons, for those of you listening, we have had to basically play connor calling me on skype through the speaker of my phone (laughs) so that we don't get like terrible audio quality but his computer is fried and so i'm not putting all the blame on you but we're sorry guys like we're we're a bootleg podcast usually no we're not whoever's been listening at this point knows that we're not better than this that's true there there yeah yeah. So this should be almost this should be at par of for uh, for expectations for this podcast. All right. There you go, then. We're, we're good. Yeah, we're doing pretty well. Uh, we're playing like Tiger. Anyway, <laughs> time to get right into it. It's the same day as the Spurs Manchester City Champions League second leg. It's about what is it? Four hours after the fact. Uh, four and a half hours after the uh, fact. Yeah, 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 about four and a half, yeah. Um, yeah. Wednesday, April 17th, a day that will live. In Famy. Not even in, in yeah. In Famy. Just like famously. Just... <laughs> Famy, yeah. I tried to take uh. the in off. Um, anyway, yeah, so I'm going to cede all my time here to you to give me all of your emotional or rational takes about this game. Oh, what a day. What a day. Okay. Um, first we kind of, we kind of got to do a little like, as it happened, uh, type, type dialogue. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to draw this out too much, but, uh, I will say going into the game, one nil up from the home leg, um, knowing that we we're not going to have Kane for the game, uh, knowing that Winks got hurt at the weekend, was not going to be there. Uh, spirits were not high necessarily. Uh, I was, I was quite a bit terrified. Um, and, but I, but I fully knew that, that the results, like, we could still lose and go through, of course, um, mm-hmm. as I would find out, of course. Um, <laughs> and so, but but I, I honestly expected us to lose maybe like four one or something like that, like City to just come out and, and make a meal of it. Um, and so, of course, going going down one nil in what was a fourth minute. That's yeah, uh, that's pretty on par. And and I've got to say, like, it doesn't matter who they're playing. City City score. Like in the first ten minutes at home, a ridiculous amount. It is it is wild how quickly they get off the score sheet. It's like or it's like Sterling. the Matt Nagy approach of like scripting. It's almost like they script their first Honestly, set off yeah. the ball and just go with it, and it seems to work. So yeah, I don't know. It's wild, but Raheem Sterling, great finish. Um, man who may be the Premier League Player of the Year, question mark. Uh, we can address that on ne- next week's uh, in-person podcast. Of course. Uh, but, um, yeah, great finish. But then, oh, my man, my man, Hyung Min. Mm. I, I'm i naming my firstborn child. <laughs> Your white firstborn is, child. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that the family name? Is that 
I always That'd wonder a- about that as well. I believe Hyung Min is his name. I because I feel like he used to be referred to as Son Hyung Min. Um, yeah. And they've since switched it yeah. around for like basically Anglicanizing it. But okay, okay. So Hyun Ming Hardy coming coming soon. <laughs> well, not soon, but uh, we're getting we're getting off track here. The only man I want to make babies with is is him himself. Um, so just his his attacking prowess and i know you've touched on this in previous podcasts about what our spurs better without harry kane or whether uh and that's that's still debatable to me i'm not ready to just throw my man under the bus the here, narrative got I, a big I mean, jump you, up you, today the narrative got a huge you, power yeah, boost <laughs> absolutely like, yeah you're 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 not far off from from the truth and again i don't know that they're necessarily better but i know that it frees up sun to play in a role that he absolutely shines in mm-hmm. and like that that's where he needs to be playing he started up top with uh Lucas kind of like running alongside him as well and, and mm-hmm. Erickson in support but like that's that's where he needs to be he's he's not a striker like he still is a wing but like my word when you release him like that I mean you get the results you got today um, and the first like it was it, it was a lot in in part of uh, Laporte had a very very poor game at the back for City and so I mean both of his goals really kind of stemmed from a Laporte giveaway but yeah um, the first one, just the way that they break, and he's able to finish past Ederson, who I honestly don't think he saw it. He didn't expect it or something. It's it's kind of a strange shot to let in. Sun hit it right at him. But um, Ederson looked bad today. Like, legitimately, yeah, he, he, he did not play yeah. well. He, he really... He was certainly the worst of the two goalkeepers, just because Laurie's had to stand on his head at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ederson, he didn't, didn't look like the shining pearl that um, he kind of has been. But... So the first one is questionable, but the second one, there's no, there's no stopping that. I mean, that's, oh. that's gorgeous. I thought Lucas should have played him earlier when he was alone, but um, just City, they didn't, they didn't get back well today, and that's, that's, that's a large point that I took from it was that they, they weren't overall good defensively today, and that, that showed out uh, with regards to transition for Spurs, like getting out um, and making sure that on a counterattack that they were. Um, kind of taking it right at him because even there like Laporte gives the ball away and it looked like the chance had gone after Lucas stopped and passed it back to Erickson and so but the fact that they were still able to work it to Sun who was pretty much wide open like Kyle Walker was in the vicinity but um great finish 2-1 and then I mean it's just uh then it became the city show like their next three goals were that that was that was pure city and that's kind of you started to feel like okay here's this is kind of where we thought this was gonna go I mean Great ball in from De Bruyne for the third goal. Bernardo Silva gets lucky, hits off Rose for the second goal. Um, and then the fourth goal, that's just pure Aguero. I mean, that's that's literally the most Aguero goal that you, goal you can score. Like, run and make a run off the defense, come in and just blast it near post. And right. Yeah. It, my, my inclination is to say Loris should have that, but he hits that so I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the same thing. To to get beat near post obviously is like super frustrating and it went practically where Loris's head had been only like a millisecond right. earlier. But yeah, I mean nobody wants to be on the end of like a meteor strike. So I I kind of get it. That he just didn't have time to be there. Um honestly. Yeah. And then so 4 2 down, 4 3 on aggregate. I kind of uh kind of thought that it was uh done it dusted from there i i left work to come home just to, to be able to watch it and uh got home to see that it was four uh four three in the game four four on 
Secret Gifts. And thanks to one of the just most... How, how, can, how can one describe Fernando Llorente? Men in Blazers, they did a... Uh, they tweeted out today, like, Spurs fans, Fernando Llorente is blank. And I, I, I sat there for, like, five minutes looking at it, like, trying to... Because uh, I, I, I can't describe him. He misses an unbelievable amount of... I mean, he's... He is horrible at heading the ball for someone who's <laughs> got to be like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I believe he's 6'5", And that's five, like yeah. his main duty. But he is awful at heading the ball. I mean, you, you see that all the time. He It hits his shoulder. It hits everything he sets his Today head. it was his hip. You and know. It, yeah, it is hip. Like, even the goalie score today, it's just like... And so that, that kind of leads into the fact that the chance that he missed earlier in the game where he's played through, I mean, mm. he heads it and it's... it's. It I would have honestly been surprised into the dirt. that Anderson conceded <laughs> that. But like... It, he just didn't catch it right. No, so not at all. He, but but then he comes through in ways like this, where it hits again, hits off his hip, his arm, whatever you want to say. That's that's never a handball for me. A lot of city fans were. Yeah. And I. That sem- just... that seemed like, I mean, his arm was tucked in. You know, it wasn't extended like you saw with the Kim Pembe right. giveaway against uh, United. It, his arm was tucked into his body. It was obviously natural, you know, nothing intentional about the contact. So to me, I don't see how you get how you revoke that, even if it does touch his arm. Right, exactly. That, yeah, that was my yeah. Because I mean, you, you first cannot even see if it does. It either hits his hip, it might hit Laporte's hand because his hand is up on his back, or yeah, it hits off his arm. But like, there's there's no motion that he's trying to to score with it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's that's a situation where like he's jumping. What's he supposed to do with his arms? Right. And so. Um, Good, good uh, goals standing there, and then, I mean, I, I have no words to describe the the end to that game. I, I was it was edge of your seats type stuff. I mean, I was sweating. I was like freezing. It was all all at once. And so then, just to, like, I, I'm obviously I'm I'm a big yeller at the TV. You know this well. I do. Um, I do. <laughs> but uh, like I, I'm just I'm yelling at these guys because. As it got down to about 86, 87 minutes, like I started to fully believe. I was like, we only got like, I did not expect there to be five minutes added on. I was like, we got like six minutes. Just make a run up there. And I was kind of disappointed to see Lucas come off. He's probably gassed from playing at the weekend and scoring a hat yeah, trick. Right. But just his speed allows you, and Sun is in this role as well, but like his speed up top allows you to just hoof a ball over the top and he can run in and, and, and kill it off there. But I was just yelling, you have to get it up. And so a couple of times, they brought Danny Rose off at the very end, but a couple of times he would cut in and instead of just clearing it up. And and I'm not a fan of just clearing it up because that lets the pressure come right back on. Mm-hmm. But too many times we were turning into the middle and that finally got back and I was yelling at Erickson because, I mean, they so coolly passed it out of the back yep. with, what, 92nd minute. And Erickson turns and tries to pass it or i saw it happen and it was like it was like in slow motion for me because i was like this is the error like this is the error that gives it away and you knew as soon as the ball came off his foot and city had numbers back they everyone was turned in that direction and they were going spurs just weren't ready for him i was like this is it it's happening you know it looked it looked so much like the ashley young concession earlier this week against uh against barca which was just again just a brutal error that s- those can skew in a game in in thirty seconds. Honestly, and I mean, yeah, like just complete same. I saw him turn. I saw him, and, 
and I, I you just knew because there's no one in front of him, but you can't go back like that, and you mm-hmm. cannot play it in the middle, especially against a team like this. Because as we saw, they cut through, hits off Bernardo Silva, who is playing the ball, goes to Aguero, come through, and as soon as, I mean, I just uh, like you said, you just knew like Aguero's running, and you, and you just you just know it finds a way to Sterling and he scores, and I just I. I, I don't even, I don't even, I, I just sat down and I just kind of accepted the fact that I knew that this was going to happen all along. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was I, I crushing. Sat there, I just, it was I couldn't crushing. even watch. And then um, my dad called me and was like, like I was laying on the floor, I think. And my dad called me and was like, he called him offside. And <laughs> sure enough, I look up and they, they were uh, using VR to rule it out. And I, they didn't even. Have, that was the fastest like reneging <laughs> of a call I've ever seen in my life. I was like, he motioned yeah. for the VAR and it was over. Exactly. Like, yeah. Because I mean, usually you see him. He's got his head, or the referee's got his uh, listening to his uh, what the hell is it called? Microphone, earphone, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's listening to it and then it's like, okay, should I even look at it? Then he runs over and yeah, like you said, that usually takes like three minutes, and so. I, I had seen nothing about VAR. Like the re- the announcers were talking about like a hint of offside, but that wasn't even. <laughs> Which is always what they mind. say when it doesn't get called too. Like oh, right. whiff of offside, just right. to like not indict the ref for missing it. <laughs> exactly. I know, yeah, I love that a whiff of offside. You you can't have a whiff. You're off or you're not. Like, right. That's just. Right. But uh, but you're to the, yeah, you're so right that the next thing I knew, like he he's raised his hand for offside and. And it's a great call, and there's, I mean, you can't dispute that. He was maybe half he, a yard, he, I mean, at most. He is offside. Yeah. Right, and I, I thank God for VAR at that, that this is where it should be used. And oh, there's, yeah. There's a ton of argument, and again, it does, it, to our point, it usually takes forever to go through the calls, and I don't, I don't like that. Soccer's not a sport that is meant for a bunch of stoppages, but, but it needs to be used in, in situations like this um, and so yeah in the end Spurs gosh I I still can't believe they, they, they are going through neither playing. can I Ajax. I mean oh. with with five minutes of at a time that morphed into ten minutes nearly of at a time oh, unbelievable yeah. that they wouldn't blow the whistle um, yeah I was like oh something's gonna go wrong something's gonna go wrong you know I can just you could just feel it yep. that City were like but then again, I mean, basically in all of stoppage time, in even in probably the five minutes leading up to stoppage time, you had guys just kind of like railing these shots on Tottenham's goal that had no shot of going in. I mean, yeah. Gundogan just blasts one over the bar from like 25 yards out. I think Silva had like a wacky shot. Uh, David Silva, or David Silva that is, not a Bernardo. Um, but just like... It felt like they settled a few times where maybe making the extra pass, which is normally their game plan, would have set them up for some sort of success. Obviously, you and I are both grateful that that didn't happen. I'm really excited yeah. to see. I think Tottenham IX might be the more interesting game than Barca Liverpool, despite Barca Liverpool probably being the more exciting one. I think, like, yeah. just in terms of, of matchups and, and tactically, I think IX Spurs is going to be phenomenal. Um, it's gonna have some great passing too, which I'm really excited about. Oh God, yeah. Um, but yeah, I 
I just yeah, what yeah, what a game. Though, you're, you're right. Like City were extremely just nonchalant, like about the fact that they were losing, and I mean they were putting on pressure, but but honestly, that's why, like I said, like around 87 minutes, I I started to think like here we go, mm-hmm. like we're gonna like this this may just happen, and that's such a dangerous feeling. But like again, like City were not. It's not that they were cutting through and like. Raheem Sterling is missing like a tap in, or like you got right. to make a great save, and like sure enough, yeah. like it came out to them having a great chance and being offside. But like again, there was just there was no thing where you're like, oh my god, like we're really sweating this out. Like they would come through, get near the 18 yard box, and then it would be cleared up, and then it would come and same thing again. So yeah, it was it was very weird because that's not how City usually are. Yeah, and I I will say to Tottenham's credit for a team that sat in their own third for probably 70, 80% of the game, they handled it relatively well. One, you know, once that whole goal-scoring frenzy was out of the way and everybody kind of settled into their roles, I thought that the way that they handled pressure at the back and, like, chaos at, at the back was really, really polished, and it got them out of a lot of potentially sticky situations. Right, yeah. Their, their defense was far from stellar today mm-hmm. and and again a lot of that came in that first 20 minute period where it's you're kind of like city of course know that they need to score a ton of goals and then and spurs know that they're going to need to score goals today because no 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 spurs player fan anyone knew that or thought coming in today that one nil was going to hold up so right. like there was so many nerves at the beginning that you can kind of you can't excuse the defending because the defending in the first 20 minutes was shocking from both sides. I mean, it was absolutely shocking. Um, but again, like to your point, there was the defense got a lot better as it went on. And, and most notably I'll point to the chance that, um, I think it was, or it was a great save on, I think it was one of the Silva's and then Danny Rose comes sliding in before I think Bernardo could, could tap it in like late or, or early in the second half, I should say. And so, there were just a lot of like plays that the defense stepped up when it needed to and, and, and really crucial tackles at the end um, after, again, that flurry. So I, to, uh, to, your, to your broader points about the overall uh, semifinal matchups in the Champions League, I think that Ajax are probably super thrilled because, I mean, this, oh, this yeah. Ajax team is incredible. This Ajax team is phenomenal. And again, they're, they're drawing the... Um, conclusions rightfully so to Monaco of 2016-2017 mm-hmm. um, but this this is what Ajax should be and this is again like uh, kind of the rebirth of Ajax this isn't like uh, them coming out of nowhere type thing right um, yeah but they're they're catching so many teams by surprise and it's this whole it, it is the youth and that's that's been well documented and the fact that so many of them are going to Barcelona and so many of them will leave, but this, yeah. I am just extremely impressed at how well these these guys play together and how composed they are. Yeah, like Delict, he's what nineteen, and uh, he scores yeah. a game winner away in Milan against Juventus. Like that is mind baffling. Yeah, yeah, and I. I can't decide what I'd rather see in in the final between Ajax and Spurs. I think I, I obviously I would love to see young young men on the big stage. Um, he'd probably have like four goals, and I don't know. But um, but selfishly, like part of me wants to see Delict and De Jong 
beat Barca in the final oh, and yeah. then go to oh, yeah. Barca and never win a final again. Because um, I think it would be hilarious. But yeah, I mean, like you said, so much, so much exciting talent, new and old. Dusan Tadic has rediscovered himself in this in this run of games and. Oh, can you it's imagine awesome. what the Southampton owners are thinking right now? They're watching. And they're I like, just... man, we kept James Ward-Prowse right. to score off one Dusan free Tadish kick a year. And, and we let Virgil van Dijk go. And, like, VVD was always going to leave. That wasn't up to them. Right. But, like, to watch both these players now in a semifinal, um, arguably be, like, some of the best players in their respective sides is mm-hmm. just... I mean, Southampton are, are just a joke in that way it's that they... They have such talent, and they just can't hold on to them. Um, yeah, I wonder who the next yeah, one is going to be. We'll have to we'll have to look into that. Figure out who the next big steal away from Southampton is going to be. That's where world class right. talent comes from. Right. It's going to be. It could be the goalkeeper Angus Gunn has been really good, but, but yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do a a deep dive. A deep dive, yeah. But I think Liverpool Barcelona to touch on that matchup as well. That's going to be that's going to be such. A good two legs. It's going to be so much I think, fun. I think Liverpool Liverpool have a real, real shot to beat Barcelona. And Barcelona exposed Manchester United for who they are. And that's... Frauds. <laughs> yes, they, they they had been punching well above their weight. They did not deserve... They were not the better team against PSG. I mean, yeah. things fell their way. And PSG made a ton of errors in Paris. But... Um, like the Barcelona Manchester United match, that was that was more two name brands versus like it it wasn't the the battle that the names would lead you to. Believe. Yeah, like 100%. Manchester United were not the Manchester United that were going to go out and give Barcelona a challenge, and so I think Liverpool Liverpool really really will though, and I mean they they are they are they continue to amaze me at how how good they actually are because um, not to get into the Premier League, but. Like this past weekend against Chelsea, I kept thinking like they're gonna they're gonna slip up, no pun intended, and they're gonna <laughs> um, they're gonna make some mistake, but they just keep powering on. And so I think I think they will give Barcelona a real test, and it'll be interesting to see Lionel Messi against one of the best defenses in the Premier League. Yeah, I'm I'm super psyched, and I'm sure we'll be able to revisit this, you know later and and see see how much of it for all we know i mean i went into today thinking that tottenham city was going to be the less the less exciting of the two games and it just yeah (laughs) so who knows Um, either way though i'm really excited for these these semifinals i think they're going to be great um and what a what a day i need more what a day All right.